I made a previous video about how much of you and your body you don't actually control. I ended that video by saying that the reason that I shared it was so that people could actually start learning how to genuinely take control in their lives in areas that they can control, in areas that actually work. But I kind of left you hanging there. I didn't offer any of those ways. I didn't offer any suggestions for how to do that. So let's change that. This is Talk Anything, and, well, let's start talking about ways how you can gain control in your life. And let's start with emotions. Now, before I get into emotions, I want to clarify something about my language. I don't like the word control. Like I pointed out before, there's not much you can control, or there's a lot of things that you can't. Using the word control is kind of kind of a misnomer, kind of misleads people. They think, well, if I didn't do it right, then that's my fault. Um, I prefer words like manage, regulate, balance. So you manage your emotions not controlling them. And so as we move forward in this, I'm not going to use the word control. I'm going to use these other words instead because they're actually more accurate, more fitting, and I think a lot healthier to use. Now, there's a lot to say about emotions. Um, one of the best places to start, though, is learning about how to change the way you perceive your emotions. In fact, that's important enough that I'm putting the entire video just to that alone. The majority of the gains that you will get in learning how to manage your emotions are going to come from simply changing how you perceive them. So the first place to begin is understanding what emotions are. We usually hear the terms positive and negative emotions. I recommend you cut these words out of your vocabulary. We tend to perceive emotions as good emotions or bad emotions. Well, sad, that's a bad emotion. Angry, that's a really bad emotion. Anxious, you should never be anxious. Be confident. This message, this way of perceiving emotions calling them good versus bad or positive versus negative. It's a near surefire way to develop poor emotional regulation. So instead, let me suggest a different way to perceive your emotions. Each emotion is actually valuable. In your human experience, each emotion tells you something or helps direct you somewhere. Each emotion serves a function. You have them for a reason. And each emotion actually serves a very useful, important purpose. Now, I don't have time in this video to explain each emotion and how it's valuable. I've already made a video on anger. Um, I think I can put a button somewhere. I don't know. I'll... If a little thingy popped up somewhere in the top, then I, I'm learning how to work YouTube. But anyways, in that video, I explain how anger is actually a protection emotion. 
It's designed to protect you or things that you care about, things that matter to you. Um, so yeah, anger can lead to choices that harm you and others you care about. So it can be bad in that sense. But the anger itself isn't a bad thing. Sometimes anger can encourage us to do very good things. As I said, to protect. Every other emotion also serves a purpose. I want to try adding videos in the future on maybe more of these. Um, and if there's any in particular that you would like uh, to learn about, let me know. Maybe I'll make a episode on one of those. But for now, let's continue just with the assumption. Each emotion does have a purpose. Um, though, I also do recommend that you take time on your own to ask yourself the question, what are some good reasons for whatever emotion you're thinking of? Try a few. Um, you're probably going to learn a lot about yourself by trying it. But back to the main topic. So all emotions have a purpose. So they can't be called good or bad. But some emotions are uncomfortable. <laughs> some are very uncomfortable. This is why we tend to call them negative emotions. Sadness, oh, that's an uncomfortable emotion. Don't want it. Anxiety, it's uncomfortable as well. Embarrassment, uncomfortable emotion. Because they are uncomfortable, well, we try to avoid them and we want them to go away. Don't want that uncomfortable feeling inside of us. Well, and then there's the other emotions, the good emotions. These are the comfortable ones. Happiness, love, relax, excited. We want these emotions. They're comfortable. And so we call them good. We call them positive emotions. If we're not happy, we think that means bad. If we're not feeling peaceful, that we kind of say that's negative. But let me ask you this. Is it good to feel happy when standing near a dying friend? Is it good to feel relaxed when a bear is chasing you? Or is it good to feel romantic love when an abuser is beating you? I'm sorry for the suddenly dark tone, but I use these examples because I think we can all agree that in these examples, what's a good emotion eh, kind of depends on context. Happy is a good emotion. But if you're ha feeling happy when your friend is dying, well, in most cases, you're probably not being a good friend. Um, if you're relaxed when a bear's chasing you, well, most cases, you're probably not going to run fast enough to get to safety. And if you're feeling romantic love towards an abuser, well, you probably won't get yourself out of a harmful, dangerous situation. Comfortable emotions are generally emotions that have a purpose to remind you. This is a safe place. This is a good situation, a good person. Stay here. Keep doing this. That's what comfortable emotions do. They're comfortable. Encourage us to stay. Uncomfortable emotions 
they're generally emotions that have the purpose of letting you know this isn't a good situation. It's harmful, or I just lost something that's important to me. There's something I want to avoid. There's danger. There's something like that. Typically, the uncomfortable emotions are telling you, let's avoid these situations. The comfortable emotions are generally there to help you thrive. And the uncomfortable emotions are generally there to protect you from situations where you won't thrive. Both are important in keeping you healthy and in keeping you balanced. But that isn't to say that your emotions always get it right. The emotion centers of our brain are not the rational thinking part of your brain. They aren't able to understand everything that is going on. And they aren't the parts that you directly control. What these emotion regions of your brain do is they pay attention. They listen to what is going on. They pay attention to what you're thinking. They switch on and off different emotions based on what they think you need. But they sometimes get it wrong. Sometimes you'll feel sad in places that you wish you were happy. Sometimes you'll feel anxious when you would be better off calm. And sometimes you're afraid of things that are good for you. Just like you need practice or training to be able to do math problems, emotions need practice and training to learn when to turn off and when to turn on. Just like some people have a learning disability, which makes it hard for them to learn things like math or learn reading, some people have an emotional disability. It makes it harder for them to learn how to regulate the emotion centers of the brain. Sometimes it takes extra training and extra care to learn how to balance your emotions. But tell me this, if you're working with a child who has a learning disability, does it help them learn quicker? If you yell at them and tell them, just think already, does that help them learn? Um, does that improve their learning ability if you stick them in a corner and tell them, don't come out of the corner until you can read? Or does it help them better to be patient with them, to give them practice, to support them in the areas they struggle with, and giving them guidance? Now, if a patient and guiding approach works better for learning disabilities, wouldn't that approach also work better for emotional learning disabilities? So here's the point where I recommend what you can do to take control of your emotions. In other words, manage your emotions. Learn how to regulate your emotions. So next time you're feeling an emotion, notice it. That's it. That's the first step. Just notice it. But this is a harder step than you might think. Because it can be often hard to know what our emotions are. And also because I am telling you to just notice it. That means not trying to control it. That means not trying to judge it. That means to try not to tell yourself 
that emotions are bad or wrong or negative or I don't want this, get away. (laughs) That simply means looking inward and saying to yourself, I feel this emotion is not good, is not bad, just is. Sometimes it helps to literally use those words. Are you feeling sad? Say in your mind, I'm feeling sad. It is not bad. It is not good. It just is. Sometimes an emotion is so strong and so hard to deal with that we don't feel like we can handle feeling it any longer. At those times, you can say, this emotion is uncomfortable. It is what I am feeling right now. It is not bad. It is not good. It is just uncomfortable. One more thing about changing how you perceive emotions is to recognize that an emotion isn't just a mental experience. It's a physical experience. Pay attention. You'll notice that emotions do things like change the temperature of your hands. They'll change how much you sweat. They'll change how how you breathe. They'll change how your chest feels. They'll change how your face feels. They'll change how much you want to move, lie down, pace, hit, clinch, curl up, and so on. These are all physical symptoms. We all get physical symptoms from our emotion, and we often ignore or misunderstand these symptoms. One technique that helps you to understand and manage your emotions is to start identifying the physical symptoms. So if you have a hard time recognizing what your emotions are or a hard time connecting and understanding them, start with that. And once again, just notice them. For example, you can say, I'm feeling anxious. Anxiety is my chest feeling tight, my stomach churning. Anxiety is feeling shaky and feeling my hands sweat. Now, of course, each person has their own experience, different things that they will feel. Some are similar, most are similar, but you notice what yourself does. Once again, they don't need judgment. They don't need control. When you tell yourself that anxiety is your physical symptoms, you don't need to control these symptoms. Just notice them. Having sweaty hands isn't a bad thing. It isn't going to cause you harm. Feeling your stomach churn? It's uncomfortable. But it's just your body's natural reaction. It won't harm you. You don't have to control it. Switching your focus to the physical experience of emotions especially helps when you are feeling overwhelmed. It gives you a chance to mentally break the emotion up into manageable pieces. I am crying uncontrollably. Crying something that my body does when I feel my emotions. Crying doesn't harm me. It may be uncomfortable, but I can cry and be safe. Or, I'm shaking. Shaking is something that my body does when I'm feeling this emotion. Shaking doesn't harm me. 
It is uncomfortable, but I can shake and be okay. My throat hurts. My throat hurts when I am crying a lot. It is something that happens when I feel these emotions. I don't like my throat hurting, but I can feel it and I can heal later. But right now, I am feeling my emotions and right now, my throat is hurting. These are just examples, but I hope these can help you see how breaking an emotion down into its physical symptoms, it can make it a bit easier to handle. Instead of just feeling overwhelmed, now you are feeling tears, you're feeling shaky, you're feeling a sore throat, or whatever things you feel. Each of those things are a lot easier to handle one at a time. And notice them, but once again, don't control them. The goal isn't to kill your emotions, but to teach them, to manage them, to balance them, to change how you perceive your emotions. Because this is the first step in gaining control. Now, emotions is a huge topic. It's going to take more videos to cover even just the basics. Next time, maybe I'll talk about some of the physical things you can do to help manage your emotions. But we'll see. Please remember that if you are struggling with emotional difficulties, please seek help from a licensed therapist. These videos are meant to inform you, but they can only do so much. A therapist can work with you and help you find ways to heal where you need it. A therapist is someone who works one-on-one -on -one with you and helps you discover your own needs. And I recommend a licensed therapist because that means there are requirements in research and training that they have to go through to obtain a license. But one way or another, thanks for listening to me today, and hopefully you learned something new about emotions. If you did, let me know what. If you've got questions, ask them. And, well, I'll see you with whatever video I do next time. I guess keep on talking. <laughs>